0: happen to your most original thinking. Organize your ideas and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson.
1: Welcome back friends to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And as we approach our episode number 200, of the podcast and over a hundred thousand downloads we've just been so fortunate to travel around the world talking to creatives about how they get inspired and how they organize their ideas and most of all how they gain the confidence and connections to launch their work out into the world and today's guest is right in line with that Uh, it's combining all sorts of creative expressions in hip-hop and rap and creative writing music production and also then expressing that creativity and helping others through mentorship. It's Elan Thunderfield. Yes. Welcome to the podcast.
2: So, thank you so much to have me. I'm, I'm happy to be on here. Creativity has just brought so much diversity and nourishment into my own life. And it's great to have an opportunity to share about that and connect with some folks that are either following the creative path already or, you know, tentatively getting started on it.
1: Well, and I think no matter where we are in our creative journey, we always want to figure out either what the next turn is or, you know, what the next way to elevate our craft. So it'll be great to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now, you, yeah. You've got a, your own kind of moniker. I was uh, noticing this idea of the prince of opposites, and we're always using both sides of our brain. There's opposites mm-hmm. in our work sometimes. How, how do you feel that you've embraced that idea of opposites?
2: To me, when I kind of look out at life, the universe, the world, everything, it's, it seems to fall on a general spectrum of, you know, light and dark, hot and cold, masculine, feminine, there's all of these different polarities. And it's quite the experience trying to figure out where do I fit into all of this and trying to identify with who am I in all this, this journey in this life and this experience. And to me, it just kind of seemed like a natural expression of like i'm not one thing i'm I'm many different things and i want to embody this full spectrum this full richness of who i am and not be limited especially when it comes to my creative process and you know a lot of artists as they grow they kind of get pigeonholed into their sound and their style and they kind of have to conform a little bit to staying with that to maintain their fan base um, and i really wanted to build it in right from the start of like hey like I can go any direction. I'm I'm a multifaceted being.
1: Yeah, you may not ever know what to expect.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Got to keep people on their toes. There
1: you go. Well, let's talk about a couple of the projects you're working on. Maybe we start on the writing side. You've got a, yeah. a, a novel that's uh, recently debuted. So
2: I have some chapters out online available now, and then I'm currently working on the second draft. And a novel is it's definitely a big undertaking, um, but I'm really happy with the process. I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's currently titled The Jesse Wish, although I think I actually might change that at some point just because I came up with that name early on. and uh, doesn't quite fit the language of the story anymore. But it's this story about essentially these rat people, and they live in this world covered in garbage. Um, and... Really, that's just kind of like, you know, a bit of the, the imagery, but on a deeper level, it's about finding meaning and belonging in a decaying world. And so I definitely have some elements of dystopian fiction in there, post-apocalyptic, some cyberpunk elements. I really love sci-fi and fantasy for the way that they have kind of taken on this role of modern mythology and at least, you know, stuff that has the substance, some of it's just for entertainment, which is fun too. Um, But so I'm really inspired by that of writing a story that can capture a bit of our time and our place right here and aim for the future of like, what is possible, you know, how do we navigate all of this? So it can be, it's definitely a bit of an intense novel because, it's a pretty intense time to be alive but I drew a lot from my personal experience and what I see out in the world and so you know my characters are facing a lot of hardship some depression just like separation and and not really actually knowing how to build a community that supports each other and so they, they go on this journey overcoming some of their oppressors and their their flaws and limitations and I've just found fiction to be such a unique outlet to objectify the subjective self. Because most of the time when we write, our characters are just different aspects of ourselves. And so you get to explore like, oh, how would I react in this situation? How would I handle this? And get to see different parts of yourself come out to the surface.
1: We're talking with Alain Thunderfeet. We're going to take a moment now to bring in somebody who's working behind the scenes on our podcast. Kelly Jean.
0: Thanks. This has been so much fun joining in. And Everybody loves a behind the
1: scenes. And you've been helping with one of our new sponsors, Magic Mind.
0: I feel so excited because I was like, "Cause I get to talk about this really fun product. So I literally just took a Magic Mind shot like 30 minutes ago. And so if I seem a little bit more pep in my step, that's probably why. <laughs> and it's not like I'm bouncing off the walls. I just have this, I don't know, this uplifting feeling. And that could be like that mood booster adaptogen.
1: Well, that's what I was curious about. I mean, a lot of people describe with other energy drinks that they get almost too much. Is this that kind of a bowl or you're just saying it's a lip?
0: I'm like a health person and I know a lot about matcha and matcha doesn't work like that. Matcha is so great because it releases the caffeine as your body needs it. My favorite part is whenever I read adaptogen in something, I'm like, oh, I need that because I'm a mom and I'm an artist and I'm juggling 10,000 things and I get stressed out there's no stress in that it it just for me it's like a mood stabilizer and I can feel it I feel more flexible in my body
1: and you know I think about the creativity boost not just the energy boost Mm do you feel like you can you know put your mind to something
0: yeah that's what when you feel good you can do things more creatively oh sorry I was I'm editing and so you could hear some stuff in the background I'm so sorry about that No, yeah, I feel like that's what is helpful is that when my body feels good, the outpour is is flowing of creativity.
1: When we were talking with the Magic Mind folks about sponsoring, we said, "Hey, let's do something more than just you know, you pay us for a podcast." So they sent you some product to try. Sounds like you've been enjoying it, and they offered to yes. give us a discount code
0: for the next ten days. You can get forty percent off your subscription. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash creativity, and you can enter our discount code, which is creativity20, and you'll get that 40% off discount.
1: Terrific. Yeah. We'll put all that in the show notes in addition to our conversation here with the land, but we definitely want to put that out there so you can take advantage of it, listeners.
0: Yeah, for sure. I got to get some more.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's the plan. All right. It's Magic Mind dot co slash creativity. And our uh, discount code is creativity 20. So check it out folks. And thanks Kelly Jean for coming around on the other side of the microphone and the camera today.
0: Oh, you know it, you know it anytime.
1: Let's get back to talking to land about his creative projects. Love that. You've even uh, coined a potential new genre that this might be called trash punk.
2: Uh- trash punk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's trash punk. It's, it's not quite new yet there's a couple of you know different um media that that fall into the trash punk it's also called junk punk which is kind of a nice fun rhyme but i would consider like Wall-E is a really beautiful example of trash punk because it has this element of extreme decay you know this trash covered wasteland there's this lonely isolated robot who's in a pretty overwhelming situation trying to Take care of all of this garbage himself. He's like basically alone in all of that. And those are kind of a, some of the core themes I find in Trash Punk is that extreme polarization between the haves and the have-nots and this uh, environmental decay and the the loneliness and separation and how that affects the characters. Because I find a lot of cyberpunk, the characters are kind of a little bit numbed out. They don't really have much of an emotional reaction to the world that they're in. And so it kind of limits a little bit of the story and a bit of the empathy we can have for those characters and how we can relate to them
1: well, And just to open the hood on your creative process a little bit, I think other writers heard you say, well, I'm on the second draft, or I'm on another iteration, or I put out a few chapters to read. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you feel you are in the process of developing mm-hmm. and writing and ultimately publishing the novel?
2: I'd say I'm like quite far maybe 50 to 70 percent yeah I worked through the first draft it took me about a year and a half ended up topping out around 400 pages 250,000 words which is was far more than I intended but the, the story <laughs> it, wake to wake up one day
1: and say tell. how did I get 400 pages out of this I it was yeah. mind-blowing
2: I first I just kind of started doing it when the pandemic hit I, lo- I had lots of gigs lined up for my music and lost out on festivals and really it was quite directionless and so I got really devoted to my creative writing and you know I got done the first act and I was like wow I didn't even think I'd make it this far and then I got done the second act and I was like oh my goodness I'm actually going to finish this thing and but when I wrote the last scene I I was like I was almost in tears because I had the last scene in my mind for for well over a year and to sit down and actually write that was was quite the experience um and so now yeah I'm really happy with the way it turned out. I think my writing has developed immensely over this journey. And so going back, there's just some tweaks to make, but I really actually enjoy the editing process because I get to enjoy what I wrote and then I get to make it even better um and so my plan right now is to start releasing chapters probably bi-weekly maybe monthly over patreon just to start building some support giving people a chance to read it and then as well i can take that to publishers and be like here i already have an established fan base i'm already you know building this audience for this book and now help me leverage that
1: well cool let's uh turn the page then to talk a little bit about the music and uh mm-hmm. your your hip-hop and Yeah, what is your approach or your expression in that field?
2: Mm, Yeah, that's another one that's just gone undergone quite a journey because I've been I've been writing rap since I was probably around twelve years old and I'm twenty seven now and at this point in my life it's it's become such a fundamental part of who i am it's like you know if i'm having a bad day i can go out to the studio and i can practice some of the songs and these songs have messages in them that just lift me up they're they're almost like little reminders of like oh yeah you can get through this here's you know here's your tools here's your perspective here's who you are wrapped up in a little song just in case i forget and i can feel good and you know help to rewire that into my brain um so I often, you know, I sit down to write. I, I these days I've been writing after I hit the gym a lot because I get done at the gym, I'm feeling the energy, I'm feeling pumped and it's a great way to just transmute that into some lyrics that can then propel me further in another way. Um and I have probably about 21 songs at the moment that I'm just working through recording, so doing about three three or four smaller EPs just to it goes a lot farther than doing like one or two big albums. Um And a couple of gigs lined up. And really, I find having that outlet has been so important because I've dealt with depression. I've been through some hardships in my life. And maybe not in the moment, I won't write about it too much because I'll be a little overwhelmed by whatever I'm going through. But always afterwards, I come back and I start to process and I start to put the pen to the paper and it brings out some of my best material. And one of the things that really fuels me and keeps me going is when I perform the, that kind of music and people are like, you put things into words that I've always felt, but never been able to express. And it's like, that's, that's like my favorite compliment that I've ever gotten with music.
1: Mm-hmm. And could you share an example?
2: Uh, some lyrics?
1: Yes. Lyrics a particular song.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is from a song called the end part one. I'll just do the third verse because I feel like it kind of encapsulates this Share my pains, so you can see that things change Cause my problems may seem strange But if I could solve them then you can overcome yours And realize what the struggle was moving you towards There's no pain without growth And if my words can help somebody to not hang with a the rope Then maybe there's hope, I won't hide my tears I fight that fear cause I'm right here Open and honest, not holding it all in I'm trying to be totally fearless as I put my soul in these lyrics Cause being vulnerable is a scary thing We can never know how people will react to what we share and speak But if we dare to be true in everything that we do Nothing can f*** with us or our self-love Cause we own those feelings No matter how messed up they are, they're ours And we don't need anybody's approval to have a heart Even if it's covered in scars
1: Powerful. Mm-hmm. I can see how that does come from your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mentioned the word vulnerability, and sometimes mm. it's such a, I don't know, sometimes overused words, like, oh, just be mm-hmm. yourself. But yeah. in the creative world, boy, we're putting our, our life and our heart and our soul literally oh, yeah. out in front of others. Uh, we want them to embrace it and, and enjoy it, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's fodder for judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. How have you Adjusted to some of that external, you know. Sometimes I, I know I I get addicted to the good feedback, mm-hmm, uh, I mm-hmm. like to ignore the bad. You know, yes, I can yeah. see how some you know would sort of internalize the judgment.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's in it's with vulnerability and creativity. Uh, it's like our art is a little piece of ourselves, and we're putting it out in the world for everybody to see. Uh, and that could be kind of terrifying, especially when we ha- do get to those more vulnerable places for the most part, I haven't really received much negative judgment over the last few years before that, maybe early on in my hip hop kind of career, I was still figuring out a lot of things. Um, and I definitely caught some hate on the internet. People were pretty harsh because my technique wasn't up to, up to where it could have been. Um, and I was still kind of figuring out my way. And I think i those times, it was definitely, it it hurt, you know, it kind of hit a a tough spot of like, wow, I'm doing this thing. I love it. It feels good. You know, I want to share this and, oh, these people are just, they're just not feeling it. They're not getting it. Right. When you don't get Uh, the thumbs ups. Exactly. And, I don't think I had changed too much because of it. If anything, it helped me develop a bit more of a tough skin and and to get more clear on what I was doing, what I was trying to say. So I could be like, you know what? If they don't understand it, if they don't get it, that's that's on them. And it's not a reflection of what I have to say. Um, And as well, I think it also motivated me to work harder in a lot of ways because I knew that I had something that I wanted to express. And I wanted to be able to say it in the best way that I could. Um, And with art and creativity in general, It's always this fine balance of like being able to be where we're at with what we can express and how we can express it, and also pursuing those next levels of the technical skills and finding that balance in between both of those things.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think in our uh, third chapter of our conversation, (laughs) if I can use our uh, authorship Mm -hmm. term, uh, Mm -hmm. I would like to go to your mentorship and your uh, coaching Mm -hmm. of other creatives. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you've talked about your own personal creative process and even how you've embraced some of the you know, trials and tribulations of being a creative. How mm-hmm. do you translate that into helping other creatives that you work mm-hmm. with?
2: Yeah, definitely. So when I'm approaching somebody as a new client, or, um, you know, for teaching lessons, I always try to make sure that I'm there to support them and their process. And not just project like, oh, here's how I would do things, or here's the way you should do things, but really tune in and get to know how do they do things, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, and then apply what I know to that. And that way, I'm not kind of, taking over their creative process but i'm just being there as a way as an extra layer of guidance and support along that journey um, and it's been it's been really enriching to be able to take what i know and be able to offer that and one i it's also funny too because i've learned through teaching as well especially right now with teaching hip-hop i'm uh, i'm teaching a 10 year old named arnold arnold is one of my clients and he's he's a funny character. And with hip hop, like so much of what I do, I have gotten to this point where I do it quite intuitively, quite instinctively. I don't often need to think about it as much. And so then going back and explaining, okay, here's how the different pieces all fit together. Here's our different techniques and our different skills is helping is a really I'm finding it quite an enjoyable process to get to know that process in a new way um, and to get familiar with something that I've kind of instinctualized.
1: I love that you say this, because I've heard from other creatives uh, to describe what you're saying. It's like, well, it just kind of comes to me. It's just my way. Uh, But when you try to turn that into the process manual, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the coaching tool, Mm -hmm. it is a fine line. I bet you're walking between, look, here's an approach to Mm -hmm. your art Mm -hmm. versus here's the way to do it, period. You know, here's the way I would do it. Take my advice.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And this is uh, one of the the pros and cons of the human brain is we're so wired to develop habits so that we don't need to think about how we do things. It's like, you know, when we drive a car, after we learn, we just do it. Um, And then when that comes to music or creativity, you're just, it becomes a habit too, and you don't need to think about it as much. And then breaking it down for somewhere like, oh, wait, how do I actually do this? I've just been doing it so uh, intuitively for so many years. and Yeah, it just, it's just another way to look at it. And so I found with this creative mentoring process, it's really satisfying to have um, a client or a student that comes in and, you know, they're a little bit more tentative, they're a bit more hesitant, they're not too sure, like, oh, can I really do this? And one of the things I really try to impart upon um, the students that I work with is it's not really like the skills are important. It's great to learn more skills, but it's about the expression and you can express yourself at any level and being able to overcome that hurdle will get you so much farther than just focusing on those skills, because then you'll start to flow and then you'll just start to let it come out. And the skills will just make you better at being able to express it. But it's still coming back to like, what what story do you have to tell? What do you want to communicate with your music? What's your truth? And how can you just let that flow?
1: So strong. And we really appreciate uh, your sharing these insights. want to make sure that listeners know how to find you and connect with you and learn about your work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can find my website. It's just Uh That's a great landing page to check out. There's new music on there. There's writing on there. There's videos of live performances, as well as information on on mentorship and and taking lessons uh, and links to all social media. So that's a great place to start. If you want to get more in contact with me, I definitely recommend just hitting me up on Instagram, also at the Prince of Opposites. I try to keep a consistent um, URL across all social media. So it's usually the best way to find me.
1: Yeah, it makes it easy. Well, we also uh, emphasize here on this podcast a lot about creative partners, collaborators, supporters, what, what Mm -hmm. role have, you know, collaborators played in your art, in your expression?
2: Yeah, the, the collaborative process and, and having people to give feedback is is absolutely essential to the creative process. Um, I can relate to hip hop for the moment. So definitely one of my good friends, Braden Simmons, aka Skeets, he's another hip hop artist here in Victoria. And we'll hang out, we'll just bop around the studio and show each other our new songs and get kind of fired up on it and really like, try to offer good constructive feedback. And like, we've known each other for probably about four years or so at this point. So I've, I've seen him grow tremendously as an artist and it's really great to see where he's at these days and be able to like, listen to what he's doing and, you know, give him some encouragement of like, Whoa, like you're doing excellent with your flow and your delivery here. And like, who I feel like you could, you know, really tighten up this aspect of like what you're trying to say with your, with your lyricism um and being able to have somebody to give us that constructive feedback is really important to be able to then look at our process and see, okay, what can I work on next? You know, how can I keep going? And then also the, the positive validation and encouragement is like, cool. Yeah. I'm doing something good. And you can feel good about it. Um, And just that kind of collective stoke, we like to call it when you're getting stoked on that energy together, you're feeling really good about it and then, you know, take it into the next performance or the next recording
1: session. So good. That's almost like you coming out of the gym. You're all fired up. You've got the adrenaline, you got to take advantage of it, right?
2: Exactly. It's in. It's. I've been realizing more and more lately how important it is to live a high inspiration life, um, and and this is for two reasons. Because one. Inspiration will only get you so far. It's really good to find inspiration in life, but with a creative practice, it's even more important to have discipline and sit down consistently, even when you're not feeling inspired. Um, with my novel, for example, I wrote every pretty much every day. It was like almost the first thing I did after I meditated in the morning. I would sit down, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, and I would write. Even though I would sit there and just... Feel like garbage and not want to continue i force myself to stick with it and that way you build those muscles and that memory and that ability to write on command versus just waiting for inspiration but on the flip side living a high inspiration life fills up your cup and so when you do sit down to write you have so much more to give um, so i look for inspiration a lot with with hitting the gym you know active self-care, the music that I listen to. I'm always looking for music that gets me inspired, gets me feeling pumped. Um, The people I surround myself with, listening to podcasts, there's so much fuel around us and then we can take that and bring that into our creative process.
1: I love sharing that experience. Thanks for uh, bringing that on board.
2: Mm -hmm, Elan mm -hmm.
1: Thunderfeet has been my guest. Elan, I just enjoyed our conversation so much.
2: Yeah. thank you so much for having me mark I enjoyed chatting with you as well and uh, hopefully you hear from me again soon
1: oh for sure Elan Thunderfeet's been my guest the prince of oppositescom and he's really filled our cup with a lot of energy and inspiration today and this is just the kind of interview we want to continue to bring you from episode 200 and beyond the podcast keeps going and we we'll keep having great guests like Elan today and We love your comments and your suggestions, so do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. So for now, I'm Mark Stinson, and we've been Unlocking Your World of Creativity. We'll see you next time.
0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media. Creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories unlocking your world of creativity and the peace room love
1: hey it's Alora lovelight and if you're enjoying unlock your world of creativity make sure to check out my new show the Alora show on roku and amazon fire tv